0: We are back for another episode of Too Many Men, back in New Jersey after a sojourn in Pennsylvania. Um, And we didn't have an episode last Friday, you know, storms and everything. Tropical storms and just no desire to do one, even though there was news, but we will touch on a little bit of everything. We got to talk about... uh Quintuple overtime games and oh my God. playoff series, and the Pelicans oh. being eliminated, which I'm sure John has some stuff on. Yeah, it's Dame time. I feel like that's we got cool. yeah, we that's got Dame, Dame time. time. But first, we're gonna talk about uh college football uh, and the Big fact Ten that the Big Ten canceled their season. Um, I am still in the belief that. The SEC is playing this season regardless, uh, that it really does not matter. Pandemic be damned, the SEC will play this season. I
1: mean, like, just think about the impact if they don't play on, like, the, the economy in that, in, like, those areas for the SEC schools, man. I mean, like, those towns where college football is played, it's such, like, a big part of, like, you know, the local tourism, you know, like, it's real like, they're, they're going to see a big hit.
2: Well, I feel like everywhere right now is seeing a big hit regardless just because of COVID. And you can't just say, well, we need money and that's why we're going to put all these people at risk. It's, it's a big thing to have uh, some type of season. And we're seeing now with the MLB, with no bubble, it's very, very hard to not have these cases run rampant through these teams. And I know these colleges are not going to be able to handle it better than professional teams are. Professional teams, you can put these kids in a hotel, people in a hotel, lock them down, tell them not to leave the hotel. And then even when they're traveling to other schools or in the professional cases, other teams, other cities, they're trying to tell them don't leave, don't come into contact with people. And with these kids, you're not going to tell a 20-year-old football player not to go to a party after they win a game.
1: Exactly. It's
2: just not going to happen. So having the season is just dangerous for these for these schools, the school, the whole school could shut down because one football player gets it. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, dude, I mean, yeah, like, based on what you're saying, I mean, even NFL players are having trouble, you know, like Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott can't, like, you know, st- like resist the urge to have a party when there's, like, a pandemic going on. So, like, how are we supposed to expect these college athletes, like you said, that aren't getting paid a dime to do that, you know, and especially because, they, you know, they're younger, they're more immature, as as college kids tend to be at that age.
2: I mean, ho, we're seeing – People in their 30s on MLB teams, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, are having a hell of a time right now because some guys decided they wanted to go out to a party and go to a casino. Like, if men, full-grown men that aren't even in school are making these dumb choices, you think these kids aren't going to make the same dumb choices? It's just foolish to me. I think the right thing to do is to cancel the season and just cut your losses and look towards next year. It's not... It's it's a big thing, and I'm not saying it's not. It's just we're in unprecedented times. We can't go about this the wrong way, and you're just going to end up hurting. The school has to think more about more than just the football team. It's the whole school. Yeah,
1: people need to get over the fact that this is you know unprecedented. You know, like. I I understand that you know they never they didn't even cancel college football back when World War II was going on but you know like you said this is never we've never seen anything like this before in history you know exactly we gotta do what's necessary you know and you know maybe we can't do it in the fall but you know we have to wait and see maybe in the spring you know we gotta punt we have to punt though on the season for now you know
2: yeah and that's fine too trying to look towards the spring saying okay we'll see where the world is in the spring. Maybe things will be a little better. That's a long time away. Mm-hmm. And if it's not better, then just, like I said, cut your losses. Exactly. Next year. There's always next year. And there will be a next year if you're smart about it. If you're not smart about it, it, there might not be. It, it's, it's a scary time. Now,
0: out of the Power Five conferences, uh, them being the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the Big 10, Two have announced their plans to uh, postpone their football season uh, to at least the spring. Those two conferences being the Big Ten and the Pac-12. And right now they say their plans are to have some sort of spring football, which uh, I'll get to the problems that could possibly face that in a few minutes. But a problem now with the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 is are they being just deaf to the issue at hand? Because they announced today, all three of those conferences announced, that they will be continuing their football plans as usual when it comes to training camps opening, players starting to file into the school grounds to practice and everything, and eventually playing games uh, with interconference schedules. It's not an insanely smart idea to be playing football College football, at least, under these circumstances, because you can't put college football players in a bubble. Nope. Because they need to. I I guess if there was some sort of virtual classes, you could for every single school, and if it was all the same, but it's not all the same. And then you're going to have difficulty crowning a national championship national champion at the end of the season. Because you got to have to move teams across country to, to one spot and play there, and it, it could lead into missing class time unless they still keep on the schedule. But then you're only going to be picking a champion from the three conferences if they play, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, and you won't have a team like an Ohio State, a Michigan, a Washington with the chance to compete for a national championship this year if they postpone their sports to the spring. It it There needs to be some voice above them saying something. The NCAA needs to say something. It it can't come down from conference to conference because schools are in different areas when it comes down to conference to conference. It needs to be from the voice higher up in the NCAA to say something. And I I will sit here and I will say, I would love to have college football. I love betting on college football. It makes my Saturdays more fun. Now I'm going to have nothing to do on Saturdays. But if... There can't be one, logically. There is no need for a college football season, in the fall at least. In the fall. Now, when it comes to postponing uh, games to April, or uh, to the spring, you then have a national championship game or a conference championship game potentially happening in April. The problem with that is... In a usual schedule, we have college football season ending in January with the national championship, then we have the senior bowl, we have individual workouts, and then we have a draft combine, then we eventually have the draft. Yep. Now, if you end the season in April, the the NFL draft's in April. Yep. You're going to have a lot of players not wanting to play, not wanting to hurt their draft stock so close to the NFL draft happening. It also means players will not be able to work out and Tom is joining us now, stake in hand. What's up? Some players won't be able to work out, train with teams. There's not going to be a draft combine if you play games in the spring cuz players aren't going to want or coaches aren't going to want their players to leave midway through a season to go meet up in Indianapolis for a draft combine. There's just so many problems with it.
1: I was going to say, it's a rough year to be a Jets fan that got two first-round picks in the Jamal Adams trade for, for 2021 when we have no idea what the fuck the draft's going to look like.
0: Yeah, I. it's tough. NFL teams have a, such a tough time drafting this year. It's not even funny.
2: I also have a—I feel bad for some of these kids that their last year playing before the draft is usually their year to, like, shine.
0: It's the year—I mean, listen, we— Joe Burrow entering this year would have been only like a fifth-round pick. Yeah. He plays his senior year, lights it up. He goes first overall to Cincinnati.
2: Wins a championship.
0: We're taking away that opportunity from players. Yeah. Huh. These kids. And also, we're in the point where we could be giving the opportunity to certain players and not to other players. Nice, Tom. We could be giving it to certain players and not other players, giving them unfair advantages and stuff. I... It makes sense to not have a college football season. Either the whole country will not have a college football season or everybody has to postpone it to the spring. It has to be a universal decision. It can't be some play in the spring and some play in the fall. It can't happen. It's not the
2: smart thing to do. It's just I don't think a season is what we need. No. This like, Even postponing it to the spring, unless – The United States is in a much better place than it is right now. You can't have a season. It's just not, especially football, it's the most in-your-face, all these players just smashing into each other for however 60 minutes, however long a football game is, just over and over again, just killing each other out on the field. There's no way to socially distance when you're playing football. At least with baseball, you're out, you're all spread out all over the field. Yeah. It, in football, it's you're, you're in each other's face the whole time.
1: It's as much as the contact sport as there really is, you know, compared to basketball and MLB where, you know, there's at least some space, you know, from the moment-to-moment moment action in the game, you know, between the players.
2: Yeah, and you can work out spacing kids out on the benches, you know, for, for baseball, putting them in the stands. At least there will be less contact from person to person.
0: And listen, as much as I love waking up at 1130 on a Saturday afternoon, Losing money because of the Army game, the Cornell game, the Alabama game, the LSU game, the UCF game. As much as I love losing money on all that just to win it back at 1230 at night on the Hawaii home game, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we need a college football season. As much as I love chasing Hawaii, staying up till 4 in the morning just to watch some no-name quarterback throw for 530 yards against, like, Boise State or something. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say we need a college football season. There are more important things in the world than a college football season.
2: It's Yeah, it's just not smart. And to these kids saying, oh, it's my chance, you know, it's my senior year, it's the last time I'm ever going to play football again. Okay, would you rather play football again and have the chance of dying from this horrible disease that's rampaged our country? ...and putting others at risk, or would you rather just not play your last like, season and just like, live the rest of your life?
1: I feel like those people saying that, they're not even, like, thinking... ...because like, we don't even know the long-term effects of if you actually get the virus. Like, what if these student-athletes get the, the coronavirus and then long-term, you know, their body's fucked, you know?
2: Well, we're already seeing, in some cases, you have 20% of your lung capacity is gone. Yeah. Because you can't breathe the same after.
0: There's a heart issue that could be linked to COVID-19... That's really stopped uh, conference commissioners dead in their tracks to actually take a look at this more seriously than before.
2: Yeah. It's it's just not worth it. We and don't know enough. Yeah. It's just it's not safe. It's not the time to do it.
1: You can't be gambling with the students' lives too, you know, so better just yeah. to cancel it completely.
2: And right. you get, you know, some of these players like Trevor Lawrence came out the other day and was tweeting and was like, Oh these kids, you know the only thing they have is football and they come to school and if they they don't have football, they're not going to be able to come to school and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying, you know, these schools should probably still give out the scholarships they were offering these kids. If, you know, honor your scholarships. I think that's important. Even though they're not able to play this season, they could probably still play next season. And if they do what baseball just did for last season, where they're extending the eligibility of players for a year, because they miss, you know, some of these seniors they want to return. And some of these kids that are younger, they get an extra season to be able to play. Uh, which is perfectly fine in my book. And I yeah. think that the schools should definitely still honor, this, honor their scholarships because some of these kids can't afford the schools without it. And it's not fair to say, oh, well, you couldn't play this year. Well, that wasn't his choice. It wasn't an injury. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's That's the school's choice. It's
0: completely out of their hands, you know. So I might have, yeah. All right, let's move to another sport that also doesn't have their shit together. Let's move to Major League Baseball. (laughs) The St. Louis Cardinals have not played a game since July 29th, which is ridiculous to me. They're going to have to play some, like, a a two-week stretch of doubleheaders to meet the schedule back, to make it back up, which is ridiculous to me, all because some players couldn't follow protocol, which is ridiculous. But... The league is doing is doing pretty good outside of St. Louis. Fernando Tatis Jr. tearing up the league in San Diego. Uh, Marcus Stroman opts out of the Mets, and all is right in the Mets world because they suck again. Well, they sucked anyway, but... You know, there was the
1: optimism, the optimism for about a month before the season started. That always comes with the Mets, but yeah.
0: Aaron Judge has his ninth home run tonight, and they're currently winning 8-6 over the Braves. Ugh. And we have a glimmer of hope when it comes to fans being allowed back in at baseball games. Yeah. The Cincinnati Reds submitted a plan to the state of Ohio uh, to allow fans to return to games this season. The plan has already been approved by the city and council. That's courtesy of uh, NBC Sports. Uh, according to an e- email to seasonal employees, which they asked if they plan to work, return to work this year, it, they're allowing workers at the stadium the option to opt out of having to work this year, but there is no specific time frame in place, although it is suggested that September could be the earliest it could happen. I'm sure it would be in some sort of limited capacity. There's no way you're gonna fill up a stadium now. I mean Cincinnati didn't fill up the stadium anyway, but there's no way you're gonna fill up a stadium now in the middle of a pandemic. There's gonna be social distancing around the stadium. And let me speak from something that I know. Um, I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, for the New Jersey Devils here, and we've been told, Trish and I, that uh, if fans are allowed at games for this upcoming season, sure, that starts in December, if fans are allowed at games, it will only be season ticket holders, and they will be spread out around the arena, socially distanced, so everything works.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think right now is a little early to try to bring fans back. Maybe, you know, wait a month or two, see how everything's going. Because we're starting to do better, yes. Certain areas in the country are doing a lot better. Certain areas in the country are still in a bad spot. Um, I'm not caught up on how Ohio's doing. I don't know if their case numbers are in a good place or not. But I know, you know, the East Coast is starting to handle it a little better. Uh some of the Midwest is doing okay. A lot of the the northern Midwest is doing good. But you go to the south and they're just getting torn up right now. And it's just not even a joke. It's still scary. So I don't know if right now is the best time to bring fans in. Uh, if you do and you bring in the season ticket holders, that'd be better because you know you're not going to get any people from out of state or you hope at least. And I guess there would have to be some kind of, restriction on selling your tickets. You couldn't just sell them or give them to anybody. Them away. Yeah. You'd have to There's going to be
0: temperature checks at the door, stuff like that. Now, uh, as you said you don't know Ohio's uh, coronavirus statistics. Yeah. They currently had uh, this is courtesy of Google. Yesterday had 883 positive cases. Okay. Uh there hasn't it hasn't gone down. It's basically been pretty flat the day before that they had 1294 1166 and then a week ago it was 9:30. They're hanging around the 800 to 1200 range mostly with little spikes every couple weeks. So
2: that's not terrible
0: No but it's not it's not, it's not ideal yeah
2: because it's still that's still 800 people a day which is a lot or you know a thousand people a day which is a in, an insane number. Of people, now, you know, New Jersey. I think was floating somewhere around three hundred a day. Uh, a couple days ago, we had the first day where we didn't have a new case, which was just insane. I think it was August seventh. We didn't have a new case. <clears throat> so, you know, y- you you want to see more of that? It's it's never going to go away at this point. We're going to have COVID for. We're
1: gonna be ever, dealing with this for forever, man. Ever. Yeah.
2: But. Hopefully, there will be a day where there is a vaccine for it. Which they're, they seem hopeful in the news to have a vaccine by the winter. I think, right?
1: Yeah, that like uh...
2: the winter or the new year, which would be fantastic. Uh, they're the hospitals are a lot better managing this virus, which is fantastic too. Less people are dying when they get it now. I mean. If we can get to some semblance of this is like a flu, where we can go in, take a test, wait five minutes, and then they come out and they're like, yeah, you got the flu, sorry, here's some medicine, go home, feel better.
1: Yeah, once we have, like, more uh, better treatment options and, like you said, a vaccine, we'll be able to, like, return to, like, more of a sense of, like, normalcy, like, being able to, I feel like, let fans into the stadiums then –
2: but we'll have like, concerts, we'll be able to go out yeah. and not wear a mask and worry about it and all yeah. that. It'll be great.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think, like, right now, though, it's just a little bit too early for all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tommy, you had something you want to say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you actually familiar with Russia claiming they have a vaccine? Oh, do they? That's what they say. Are they yeah, getting- and everybody's worried that they uh, cut some serious corners in getting that yeah, kind of vaccine. vaccine. It was only in, like, phase two.
2: yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I know Canada has been working on it it. in uh, coalition with the United States. Yeah, well. Trying to find one. And I think they were getting close. They were on, like, stage two or three. They were about to start human testing. Which, if you can get through the human trials and no one dies, great.
0: Let's do it. All right, let's move. uh, I'm going to move to basketball here in a second because – that is John's expertise, and I know he wants All to talk right. a little basketball. It's Dame time in the bubble, Dame but before time. that, I just want to touch on Hard Knocks real quick because it is the first episode of Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. and it was like a minute in, and Sean McVay had his shirt off for no reason.
2: Hey, he yeah, was no in the
0: pool. Reason. Yeah. Him, they didn't need to film that. Let him be in the pool. He definitely looked at like the camera was like, y'all you want me to take my shirt off for the scene? <laughs> and the camera guy's probably like, no, no, it's 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 fine. And Sean Vay's like, no, I'm going to take my shirt off for the scene. I'm going to get in the pool. Okay. Behind All right, Sean, whatever behind, you say. Behind said. the scenes, HBO You and your mediocre football team.
1: Behind the scenes, HBO producers are, like, kicking themselves because they're going to Kingsbury why? instead. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we should have got a
1: Cliff. You saw his house, man, at the drafts? Are you kidding me? He looks what?
0: like an evil villain. <laughs> He's got his feet up. There's just, like... Fires outside that he has. He has a whole like he has a whole like patio that's lined with fire, because he's Cliff Kingsbury in the middle of a fucking desert somewhere. That's sick evil mastermind. But,
1: uh, yeah. You Want
0: to talk basketball? Want to talk a little Dame
1: time? A little basketball. You want to start with that, or should we uh, go with everyone's favorite team in Arizona right now, the Suns? Oh yeah. Let's,
0: let's start with the Suns. They're let's undefeated the Sun. in the bubble. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Under- I have. I was on a absolute betting heater the last. Two weeks. The week the weeks we were away. I was I it seemed like my sports bets could not have been wrong, aside from TJ Warren dropping 53 against the Sixers. That was insane. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Fuck. Now I I have refused to bet the Suns because I do not want them to start losing. And I feel like the minute I bet them, they're going to lose. I feel that. But they won again today. They're seven 0 in the bubble. And they are tied for the ninth spot. Or are they tied for the playoff spot? Yeah,
1: they're tied for ninth technically, but well, they have the same record as the Grizz, who are sitting in ninth right now. But the Grizz are gonna take the ninth seed right now because they have the tiebreaker between the the, in their series. So yeah,
0: one through seven has been uh, it's full of teams that have already clinched playoff spots. Order not yet determined uh, fully on what those teams are gonna be. But eight is the Trailblazers at 34 and 39. The Grizzlies are in ninth at 33 and 39. The Suns are tied with them also at 33 and 39. What is the tiebreaker?
1: Uh, I believe so. I believe if I can just look at that real quick, I think I believe uh, if Memphis loses one more, they're completely out of it, and then uh, the Spurs also
0: sit a half game back of the Trailblazers.
1: like the Spurs are they? Yeah. So what what they're at? Uh, they're three, at 32 two, and 38. 38. It's very complex right now. The seating right now. All I know is, you know, right now that Portland is locked into the eighth spot. Memphis is probably not likely to uh, stay in the. They've been losing uh, a lot. They're. I think they. I think they match up against Milwaukee in their last game. Now Milwaukee's likely to rest their starters for. Suns the beat second Milwaukee. Half of that. that
0: game was wild. Did you see the Suns beat Milwaukee? Yeah. Suns are... Uh, the the Nets. Uh, well, the Suns were massive underdogs against Milwaukee. The Nets beat Milwaukee. The Nets were plus 1,400 against Milwaukee, which is ridiculous. The Raptors beat Milwaukee the other night. Giannis was ejected tonight versus the Wizards. Really? For headbutting somebody.
1: That's great. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Milwaukee's been a.
0: Aaron Donald is a massive human being. <laughs> He's Holy fabulous. shit! That's- he just came across my screen, and my <laughs> God, that is a large human being. Oh, look at this guy's ridiculous. making fun of. Uh, it's too no. bad they're gonna go five and eleven. Yeah, Tom, five and eleven. am going five and eleven. Four and twelve. Hey, but you- <laughs> he is a massive human being. My God. Jesus. Right, keep keep going. That distracted me. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Did you get turned Giannis got ejected from the like, Wizards game.
1: Like, Milwaukee. This has kind of been like a experimental phase. You know, they're locked into the one seed. Like after like the third game that they played in the bubble, so they're just messing around with lineups, resting Giannis here and there. They don't really care about like these like little games that they're dropping now that they've lost. I think the last three, like you said, to Toronto, the Suns, and. Who else was it before? I think the Rockets too.
0: Who? Milwaukee. B- Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee you know, lost to the Rockets. I live bet that game. That was fun as shit. Even though Trish told me when I live bet the Rockets, Trish looks at me and
2: goes, Giannis isn't going to let the Bucks lose that Every game. Every time he's bet a team against Giannis, I've been like, Giannis ain't gonna let them lose and then they lose and I'm like, ah Yeah.
1: They've been dropping a couple games, but I wouldn't be worried about them. I feel like for them it's just them, you know, saying, you know, screw it, let's just, you know, get our guys a little bit of run. Who I am worried about is the Lakers. I don't know if you've seen them, but they've been struggling. They struggled
0: last night against the Nuggets, pulled out a win on some late missed free throws uh, by Denver.
1: I don't know if you've seen the stats, but they have the worst offense of all the teams in the bubble right now, Mm. sitting at uh, 98 points per 100 possessions, Mm. which is not good. Meanwhile, the Celtics are actually sitting at the best offense right now, like 120 points over their last three games, which is like the most – the Celtics scored over a three-game span since the 1980s with Larry Bird so a now, lot of uh, contenders... The, the, you know coming moves. into the
0: bubble the Suns only have the, what, like a 2% chance of yeah, yeah. making the playoffs right now they're tied for the 9th spot and the 9th spot would uh, if there's a what like a 5 game separation it triggers like, like an 8 spot little, tournament a little mini play in series yeah the 8th seed uh, there's
1: on paper, there's like uh, two games between. If the eight seed wins the first one, however, that they immediately just move on to the playoffs. Mm. You know, the first round uh, series against the Lakers. But if the nine seed can pull out two wins, that means they then become the, their, the de facto eight seed, and they face the Lakers in the first round.
0: All right, let's talk a little Dame. Uh, I got some stuff I want to say here because it oh, <laughs> Patrick Beverly and uh, Paul George. Cracked
2: me Just up Just going at him Oh my god man <laughs> Did you see Dame's uh, quote from tonight? No He said He put dropped some, 61 tonight He said Put some fucking respect on my name yeah,
0: As yeah. we should <laughs> There's no player more important to their team I would say in the bubble Like Forget about LeBron for a second Okay Than Damian Lillard is to the Portland Trail Blazers Cause you take Lillard off the Trail Blazers And that team is nothing
1: yeah, it's it's a, nothing. It's CJ Miller. There's no their-
0: personality. The the edge isn't there. At least if you took LeBron off the Lakers, you'd still have AD. But they've been
1: awful with. Just I know
0: AD. I know. Like,
1: I'm starting to realize why AD never won anything in New Orleans. Every time I watch the Lakers without LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. I like, see
0: it. I I see it.
1: It's like, it's just like you know. You look at them and it's like. You, 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 it's like you look at AD and you're like, come on, let's do something. <laughs> he doesn't do anything.
0: All right, let me talk about Patrick Beverly and yeah. Paul George. Definitely. Patrick Beverly talks shit, but Patrick Beverly talks shit to everybody. They asked Patrick Beverly what's it like uh, covering LeBron James, and he said it was no challenge. That, that's like I get it. Shit. He shit talks everybody. Well, let me talk a little bit about Paul George. Paul George has been embarrassed by Damian Lillard twice now. Twice. The shot against Oklahoma City last year in the playoffs and then Paul George had the audacity to say it's a bad shot like my guy he just drained it over your ass he waited for the clock to count down saw the fear in your eyes and banged a three right in front of you and then he hits another clutch shot over Paul George again in the Clipper game and then Paul George talking shit Patrick Beverly talking shit and Damian Lillard hits Paul George at least with, "You've been chasing a ring, and you still can't win one." Going team to team is what he Going said. Going team to team.
1: <laughs> I Man. Like I was want to put a little context. I think that's cr- I think it's crazy. Well we're seeing motivated Dame the last two games because they lost that game against the Clippers with all their start while the Clippers were sitting all their starters in the last five minutes. Yeah. And Dame missed two free throws at the very end with 30 seconds. artist. And Pat Beverly was that like the whole thing. That's why Dame was mad. He started talking. in The press conference was Pat Pev and uh, Paul George were yelling Dame time, Dame time on the sidelines, like and <laughs> just going absolutely nuts, yeah. doing like the chokes. I love symbol. Damian
0: Lillard so much. And uh, he's, he's one of my favorite players uh, in the league. Fr-
1: freaking freaking Paul George though. I've also like he's. It was corny as hell, man. He's just sitting on, you know, behind the... Paul George just upset he can't make a shot like that.
0: Paul George doesn't have a clutch bone in his body. He's not even on the court,
1: man, and he tried to do the Dame Lillard wave to him after he missed the free throws. I'm like, bro,
0: you're not even on the court. Paul George has no clutch at all. At all. And if he wins a championship this year, it's not going to be because of him. It's not. It's going to be because you decided to ride Kawhi's coattails on the Clippers, and that's why you got a ring. 100%. And Damian Lillard doesn't... I thought the Trailblazers had a shot last year, but I, I knew what was going to happen with Golden State, basically. If he had a team around him... A better team around him. C.J. McCollum is a good player. He's not a great player. He's a good player. Damian Lillard, it's it's not enough him alone to compete with the LeBrons, although it could be a very fun series in the first round. With the LeBrons, the Kawhis, he just doesn't have that. From the guard position, at least. If he had some kind of powerful big man, forward, center type of thing, I, could, I make the statement, uh, like Jokic in... Uh, Denver. Yeah. Imagine Denver. he had him.
1: I'm saying, Nurkic is um, has been playing out of his mind too. Oh yeah, like he's been playing well. Back. And I feel like he's an underrated part as to what makes that team like as dangerous as they are. But
0: he doesn't command the same kind of attention from a defense like a LeBron, like a Kawhi, yeah. like a uh, a Jokic would.
1: Yeah. But like uh, it's like like his, he's like the type of player that like you see impact not on the stat sheet. Like he'll yeah. make a screen Oh yeah. And, he lets like he makes Dame like uh, he creates so many more opportunities
0: for him just being out there, you know, with the spacing that he provides. I, w- I would like him to have it a player that appears in situations like that, but also appears on the stat sheet for him. Yeah. And Melo's been a great complimentary player. Yeah. Man. On that Blazers team, and it, I, I personally not it. a fan of Melo. I don't like. I don't like all the praise he gets. Because he hasn't won anything. And he had that really good uh, Knicks team that one year that finished second in the Eastern Conference. And then they got beat by the Pacers. And that was basically the closest he got. And 15th all-time on the NBA scoring list now, right? Is that where he is? Or is he higher than that? Tom, where'd Carmelo just get on the all-time no, scoring he just, list? He
1: just passed 15th, i pretty 15th, sure. yeah. That's yeah. what I thought.
0: He scores a lot of points. Not really the biggest team guy, but never really has been. <laughs> Lakers, I mean
1: Lakers got to be kicking themselves that they could have gotten that LeBron could have gotten one of his friends and the score. I'm surprised they didn't cheap. make
0: a harder push for it.
1: Yeah, I I really think LeBron did not think that he would be this good.
0: Yeah, they also uh, they, they went out and instead got like a Marquise Morris or which one is there? Marquise? Yeah, they got the, yeah, Marquise. Yeah, and they got a uh, JR Smith and a Dion Waiters. Who haven't been bad for them. No, They're they've honestly- been very decent role players for them. But Melo has been a step above I believe those three Definitely. this year.
1: Also for Portland, uh, I don't know if you've seen him. Like, uh, I don't know if you've been watching much of Portland. Really, Gary Trent Jr., role player, like lights out for three for them. A nice three and D guy. They got him in the second round, and uh, really like big part of their rotation.
0: Yeah, I like the Blazers, man. It's gonna be a tough first round matchup. But if the Lakers, if they do make the first round, at least if the Lakers have a misstep at all in the first round, Damian Lillard is going to capitalize mm-hmm. on it. And I, I know in the NBA we never see that massive upset, ever. But if Lillard gets, steals a game from L.A., let's say in the first two games, there's no crowd, really, that's going to pump more energy into the Lakers. This could be the year where you see some kind of upset like that. There's no home court advantage. There's none.
1: I got, I got some beef with LeBron I want to talk to you about, Go like, ahead. based on what you're saying about that. Every other player in the bubble has, you know, just, you know, kind of gone out there and has played their game, not really mentioned it. You know, Giannis is going out there, still, you know, putting up the same numbers that he was putting up in the regular season. LeBron feels he has to complain about the lack of fans. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, performance, oh, you know, as a team really hasn't been there. You know, the, fan, yeah. the lack of fans getting – like, stop making excuses. Is what it seems to me.
0: My God, Tyrod Taylor let his hair grow out.
1: Oh jeez. Oh man. man. <laughs> I haven't that seen that right there. Before. Looks
0: like a six and ten quarterback. Oh yeah. Yeah, but Justin Herbert looks like a three and 13 one. So
1: but yeah. Also, I don't know if he's you saw. Less of two evils. With LeBron, did you see the headline come out of like uh, Orlando this week where he's like, Oh yeah, there's some weird stuff going on in the locker room. I don't want to go into detail about it, but you no, know, it's I didn't there. see that. He said that, he's like, I don't want to go into detail about it, but I'm going to just leave it at that. But what
0: what was he... You have to... We can't speculate, but what the hell do you think? What could it be? My
1: theory, it's everyone's angry at Dwight Howard because the man won't wear his masks. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. That wouldn't surprise
0: me. Dwight Howard, she's like that guy.
1: But I don't know, man.
0: The NBA, the action's been good in the return to the bubble. I'm, I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with all, really, the return to play in all sports.
2: Um... Well, the MLB's kind of shit in the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But when it comes to just uh, quality of
2: play, yeah, I'm not talking fair. about
0: uh, following a protocols because the MLB is clearly last in that, and it's not even close.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it's it's
0: it, it, there's there's one t- there's one league that's clearly lacking behind the rest. All right, let's talk a little hockey. Uh, qualifying round ended uh, two days ago. Uh, we had the draft lottery yesterday.
2: Playoffs. round one of the tonight. NHL
0: playoffs started today, and it started with. A marathon, but before we get into that, NHL draft lottery between eight teams yesterday. The New York Rangers uh, ended up winning the right to draft Alexis Lafreniere uh, first overall Oops. come October. Shut up, John. You're not a Ranger fan. <laughs> Fuck the Rangers. Well, he was. He was rooting for the Islanders all last playoff. You jump on weird bandwagons.
1: It's not a weird bandwagon. It's the bandwagon of my family. <laughs>
0: Stop, John. Stop, John. Just be a Devils fan. Honestly, you live you in live New Jersey. In Jersey. For that they suck right now. Honestly.
2: You be a you bandwagon baby. fan before the bandwagon starts. Yeah,
0: that's when you're really cool. Be an cool. anti-bandwagoner. Yeah. They just showed me some rookie running back on hard knocks, and it just hit me that Melvin Gordon is not there. I didn't know Chris Harris was there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But let's talk some hockey. Uh, Lafreniere is going to fit in well. On the Rangers, he's going to slide in next to Panarin. Maybe not immediately, but I imagine some point next season he slides in next to Panarin. We're going to talk about this more Thursday on Touch Icing, but when it comes to defense, the New York Rangers are weak, weaker than usual, and they're going to be running toward a cap problem come three, four, five years from now. They want to keep players like Tony D'Angelo, Adam Fox around, but... You just signed Jacob Truber to a massive extension, and he hasn't played extremely well. He hasn't really lived up to the money. But you lose a big body by getting rid of him if that was the decision you made, if you wanted to stick with D'Angelo and Fox, because you're going to have to pay them too. It makes one of your forwards expendable. And you think, on the Rangers, who's the one forward that's expendable? And you look at Panera and you say it can't be him. You look at somebody like Mika Zibanejad and you say it can't be him. You look at... You look at Capococco.
2: Really? Yeah. You're looking at Capococco. Yeah. The guy they just took. Yes. Second overall. Last... Well, no. Yeah, last year.
0: Yes. Lafreniere changes the plans. Lafreniere is extremely better than capo I understand that. Lafreniere, let's say, and Kakko didn't have a strong year. His value is still high enough because he's young enough that he could fetch back a stud defenseman. You would need to package probably Jacob Truba as well because you need to make the money work or you need to get rid of Hendrik Lundqvist, whether it's buying him out or him retiring after this season or, or you somehow trading him. But... Capo almost seems like the one guy who's expendable in the lineup. Because you're not going to get rid of those three guys. You're not going to get rid of Panarin, Zibanejad, or Lafreniere. It's just not going to happen. It, it wouldn't surprise me. It doesn't happen often that we see such a high draft pick, such a highly touted prospect traded so early in his career. But you do run out of spots on the team. You do run out of bodies. And they need defense really, really bad. They are a very good defenseman away. They are an Alex Petrangelo-type defenseman away from being a complete Stanley Cup contender. Getting him, you can't get Petrangelo. Somebody like Petrangelo. Because of the money, it wouldn't work. And the flat cap is also not working in their favor. But the goalie's in place. The forwards are in place. you got two potentially very big pieces of a defensive core that can last years in Tony D'Angelo and uh, Adam Fox, who I believe is the guy, if they have to make a choice between D'Angelo and Fox, they will stick with. They need one more big defenseman. It was supposed to be Jacob Truba. He hasn't lived up to it. Granted, it's only one year, but he wasn't playing like an $8 million man or a $7 million man, whatever he was. First round of the Stanley Cup playoffs started today, and we started off with perhaps... As epic as a way as you can. No hockey since March. So the NHL playoffs begin with a five-overtime marathon between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, my bad. The Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the game 3-2. Jonas Corposalo with perhaps the greatest performance by a goaltender and not getting the win that I have ever seen. The man made 85 shots. Oh, 85 85 saves, saves. 88 shots. Yeah. And he lost. Ugh. Unbelievable. That's terrible. Columbus Blue Jackets blocked over 60 shots. Tampa Bay had nearly 150 shot attempts. And that game lasted almost the equivalent of three games.
1: Almost. I just want to point out it was two full periods away from uh, the entire amount of games that the Rangers played in the qualifying round. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah, That's true. That's nuts. That would have been insane.
0: The Tampa Bay-Columbus game, the puck dropped at 3 o'clock. The puck dropped for the Calgary-Dallas game at 5.30. That game finished. started and ended before <laughs> the Columbus game ended. It, it was It was wild. This is the second longest overtime game of the modern era, the fourth longest all-time. And only, uh, only four games have gone to the fifth overtime. Uh, five games have gone to the fifth overtime. And uh, only two have gone to the sixth overtime, both of those games being in the 1930s. Both of those games were also only one nothing games, which is ridiculous to last, six period, uh, to last nine periods and only score one goal. Yeah. But looking back on our predictions that we made uh, for the... Qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, nobody finished over five hundred. That's not true. I'm sorry. That counting is wrong. John finished over five hundred. You John, again? you're a piece of shit. I hate you. I did you. this last year too. John so went hell. five and three in the qualifying round. Uh, and he got one series completely right. Which one was it? Columbus and five. Huh. Shit. Uh, Tom went four and four with two series picked completely right. Uh Zach went two and six with one series pick completely right. I went three and five with two series pick completely right. And Trish went four and four with two series pick complete, with three series pick completely right. And I remembered how I did this last year. It's your record and then the tiebreaker is the series you pick right. That's how I did it last year. Yep. Who, did,
1: who did I pick for uh, Chicago, or was it? it you was, picked the Blackhawks in five. I did pick the Blackhawks, yes.
0: right? Yeah, I knew I it.
2: <laughs> you were one of the only to pick the Blackhawks. I, think, <laughs> I knew I was. Well, one. he was, he was the, only. the only? Yeah, he was. The you only also one to pick said the loser
0: of the Oilers series is going to get the number one pick. I thought that didn't happen. I, I'm very upset with how that turned out. So round one of the Stanley. Tom, just sit by John because I turned off your mic. So just oh. just sit by sit by John and make your picks. Round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The official round one of the playoffs started today, but we do have our picks in so far. uh, At least from Zach, who isn't with us today and won't be with us for a while. He's back down at college. So we'll start off with the first series. The series that started today. Uh, The first series, actually, that started in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets. Zach says Tampa in a sweep over Columbus. Uh, Tom... Are you sticking with Columbus in five that you told me? Okay, yep. Tom says Columbus in five. Uh, They choke all the time.
2: Tampa? Yes. Okay. Trish? I'm going to say Columbus in six. He
0: gets
2: it. Trish says Columbus in six. Because I think Tampa Bay is going to ride the wave of what they just did today and just win tomorrow. And then Tampa's going to I'm going to say Columbus. Columbus I'm
0: saying Columbus in seven. John,
1: I'm saying Columbus and
0: seven too. John, also with me on the Columbus and seven train. Uh, the other series that started today, uh, that I at least know what the score of the game was. The Vegas series going on right now. I do not know what the score of the game is. I bet Ve- do not look it up. We will put it on in a few minutes. I bet Vegas. So instead, after me telling him not to look it up, he's looking it up. I already looked it up too. Okay. It's 0-0. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Flames, stars. Zach says Flames in six. Tom, you sticking with stars in six even though they look terrible today? Shut up.
2: I am. Okay. Ben Bishop uh, is a go. Tr- he didn't play today. Yeah, ben Joe. Bishop is hurt. I'm going to say Flames in a sweep. He's not hurt. Well, he's not playing. I know. He's hurt. He was scratched today. He's nursing an injury. He was fit to play.
0: That oh, doesn't mean good. I saw Corey play with hip injury. Corey won a playoff game. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the Flames in five. Uh, Bishop, Hudobin, doesn't matter. I do not think the Dallas Stars can win this series at all. John? Flames in five. John, sticking with me. Tom, the, me so far. the, the Stars
2: have only won one game in the bubble. St. Louis won zero. But I understand. So? I'm just saying. Stars are dog shit.
0: I don't care <laughs> what you think. Okay. Go uh, well, Caps, Isles, Babelsky. Zach says Caps in five. Tom hit me with Isles in six, but he can change it. He is sitting right here now. I'm going to stick with Isles in six. You're sticking with but the Islanders they, in six. But if the Caps win, they're going to win the Cup. I'm not putting that in, man.
1: <laughs> you have to make a sub, like, category just for that.
2: All right. Uh, I your hot take. Trish? Uh, no, nah, yeah, I think the Caps are going to take that series.
0: In how many games? Five.
2: Five. Caps
0: in five. Uh, I'm going to say the Caps in four. You think they sweep? Yeah. I think Barry Trotz can dissect this game. I don't think so. John? Islanders Ooh. in seven. Isles in seven, says John Gallietta, the Staten Island native. Not that that means anything to the Islanders who play on Long Island. Uh, it's just, he's from the Island. He's from an Island. Yeah, he's from I, the Island. i got island. experience with Islands. Yeah. He's <laughs> a Ranger fan for some reason. Uh, next series, the number 12 Montreal Canadiens after beating the – the Pittsburgh Penguins in the qualifying round. They're playing the Philadelphia Playoff. Flyers in the first round of the playoffs. Zach says the Montreal Canadiens in four. Wow. Tom says the Flyers in four. You sticking with that? I am. Yeah, right. I was about
2: to say sweep city for the Flyers. Trish
0: saying Flyers in four. Uh, I'm gonna say Flyers in five. Uh, I think Carey Price is good enough to just steal a game. He stole a whole fucking series from the Pittsburgh Penguins, basically. Yeah, but that was
2: the Penguins. The Flyers are looking really good in the bubble.
0: We say that, but the Flyers do a thing in the playoffs, and it happens every time. It's happened every time since 1976. It's going to happen again.
1: Before I make my decision, is Gritty in the bubble?
0: Gritty's not in the bubble. Uh, Then
1: give me the other team in seven.
0: Okay, John's taking the Habs (laughs) in seven. (laughs) Oh, hey, you want to hear a little fun fact? Sure. How many minutes do you think uh, Seth Jones played tonight? 63. 65.
1: 66.
0: The exact time... 65 and change. ...is 61
2: minutes and uh,
0: 13. I saw And that was going into the fifth overtime.
2: Right, but he played 65. Okay. Didn't he? Sure. (laughs) So you said... Yeah. Seth Jones played 65 minutes, six seconds. You're an asshole. I'm an asshole? You are an
0: asshole. NHL record most minutes played in a game. Yeah. He has it? Yep. Yeah. I was the Jonas NHL record. Uh, he played a
2: full game plus five minutes. Most
0: saves. It'd be easier to cheer game. for the Blue Jackets if they weren't based in Columbus. Okay. Why? It's not a hockey town. Why is it not? That's true. Columbus sucks. It does. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. They just won their first the playoff series. City of Columbus is terrible. They just won their first playoff series last year. And when were they founded?
2: 2001.
0: Yeah. So they wasted Rick Nash to the point where they had to trade him to New York. They they basically ran Artemi Panarin out of town. I like they literally won a se- they literally swept the best regular season team ever, and even that wasn't enough to keep free agents. Uh, next series, last series in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Bruins and Carolina Hurricanes. Zach says the Bruins in four. Tom says the Hurricanes in seven. Tom, you changing that? No. Nope. Okay. Trish. Hurricanes in five. Trish says Hurricanes in five. Uh, I'm gonna say the Canes in four. Uh, they're, they're, the, the Hurricanes were the best team in the qualifying round, and it wasn't even close. There wasn't a minute of any of those Hurricanes Rangers games where I was thinking the Rangers are going to win this game. Carolina was suffocating. Carolina is deep defensively, and I think they're going to manhandle the tuca rascalus Boston Bruins.
1: Uh, John? Yeah, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the Canes in five.
0: Hurricanes, also my pick to win the Eastern Conference. I think we will be going to the Stanley Cup
2: this year. Boston's another team that hasn't won a game in the bubble, right? They haven't won a single one. No. Yeah. It's a shame.
0: Uh, Western Conference, we got Colorado versus Arizona. Uh, Zach says Colorado in six. Tom says Colorado in five. Tom, you changing that? Who are they playing? Arizona. No. (laughs) Colorado
2: in four. Arizona sucks. They shouldn't even be here. Trish sure says Colorado and four. Fucking John Hines. You
0: give me a sweep for Colorado.
2: John saying sweep as well. Attaboy, John. Way to jump on the bandwagon. Screw the uh, I'm
0: taking the Avalanche in six. Uh, there's enough talent on the Arizona side of the puck to steal a couple games, and I think they will, especially if games come down to goaltending. Uh, Arizona has a significantly better goaltenders, both of them, better than uh, – Whoever Colorado can put a net, whether it be Grubauer or François. uh the Kempner and Rant are just way better than them. Uh, Blues Canucks. Zach says Blues in four. Tom says the Knucks in seven. Tommy changing that? Nope.
2: All right, Trish. The Blues in seven. Uh, yeah. I'm just what? I think Jordan Bennington has more in him than he's been giving. I don't. Know I why. think this
0: comes down to goaltending. I'm saying. Uh, Saying St. Louis in six. Uh, John? I'm
1: going to say Blues in six.
0: That's, did anyone pick the Can Can- that's what just I just said. said, yeah. You did. You did. Just me? Yes. Yep. Everyone else here why now? are you picking the Canucks? Tell me why you're picking the Canucks. Quinn Hughes and, uh, that's it?
2: Elias, Pennerson, Quentin Hughes, and then, and then you make a stick sound. Vegas, Chicago.
0: Chicago in seven says, Tom, do you want to change it? What would I have? You said Chicago in seven. Yeah, give me Chicago and seven. Fuck okay. the Knights. Okay. Zach said Vegas in seven. Trish? Vegas in five? What? Uh, I'm going to say Vegas
2: in f- four. Really? Yeah. You don't even give Chicago one? No. Come on. Um, I think Vegas is the best team Canyon Taze, baby. Come on. in the it's league. Overrated.
0: They're at least the best team in the Western Conference. I believe they're the best team in the league. I think Carolina's close behind. Do well, uh, they the best in the league? Yes. Cool. My top three is Vegas, uh, Carolina, Philadelphia, Colorado. I think I've Colorado and Philly, interchangeable, though. Personally, I think uh, the Flyers might be the top team. Okay. Uh, John, who are you taking, Vegas or Chicago, and how many games? I'm gonna say Vegas in six games. So John says Vegas in six. All right, and uh, we'll do this for every round of the playoffs, like we usually do. And when the NBA playoffs start, we're gonna be doing it for that as well. Uh, John, how's it feel to not watch the Knicks, but watch all these other NBA teams that really aren't deserving to be playing right now, playing like eh. Washington? I mean, Washington.
1: You know, they're 0 and seven. I think probably by the end of the tonight in the bubble. You know, can't help but feel like you know that that's the next spot right there. And really, you
0: can't help but feel. <laughs> you feel like you've been robbed, we could, huh? We could, we could easily. That's an interesting make a word. Room. Robbed. No.
1: <laughs> you see that uh, signing we got today? We got the assistant coach from Kentucky. You know that doesn't help. They're uh, angling to recruit. You it know, doesn't help. Towns in a couple of years. That doesn't help. Booker doesn't help. Anyone from Kentucky, really? <laughs> you
0: know what Kentucky players don't do? Go to the next. Win championships. Any oh. of them. There just hasn't been enough time yet. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks, John. Are right, we going to end this episode up again like we end every episode with some hot takes? Who has one? Uh, All right. Take the. Take do the. I have a hot take enough if I just say Blackhawks at 7? No, because that was your prediction. Fine. Uh, the stars go, go to the Stanley your, Cup. You could use What? No. Use? That's.
2: Okay. Well, what? I thought your thing was the Caps are going to win the Stanley Cup if they win that series. <laughs> I yeah. That so yeah, that's cf 2 you have yeah, the stars
0: sure. win the Stanley Cup and the Capitals. Even though win the I picked Cup. the Islanders, yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Trish. You Good. <laughs> I'm so confused with Tom's. Uh, I think LaFreniere is going to be a bust. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Fuck him. You're saying
1: trying to speak it into existence, you oh, asshole. Well, I got <laughs> another, what? You have yeah. another one. You have a third one. Yeah,
0: because you know, third time's. Go ahead. Glencross uh, is going to be a devil.
2: Yeah, Henrik Lundqvist is going to retire a devil. That's my hot take.
0: That. <laughs> yeah,
2: how he's, would that make you feel, Mister? He's going to win man. a
0: cup as a devil. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I got four.
2: <laughs>
0: John, sitting next to me, will switch teams for next round because okay. his team's going to be out or whatever. His team is out. Is <laughs> oh, team he's team. Oh, he's going to have man. another team. He's going to be an Islander fan. Yeah, so and then on. when they lose, it's going to be. Uh, Chicago. John, you got one? Oh, my
1: guy. I just been destroyed. I just want to point that. But, uh,
0: no, I mean, you go first, Tony. I'll come back. Come back to me. All right. So the NBA is giving out bubble awards, and they're making bubble uh, <laughs> the, the all-bubble team. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Who, who's your pick for bubble Some's MVP? Are gonna win. My bubble MVP is uh, Booker. Not TJ Warren. He's my runner-up to bubble MVP, but Fuck they're both going to make the all-bubble team.
1: Bubble sixth man I think year.
0: you're... I'm going to say your all-bubble NBA team is made up of players who... Uh, I don't want to say missed, didn't make the All-Star game, but uh, there's not going to be a single person from the all-NBA team this year that makes it onto the all-bubble team.
1: I, I agree. Yeah, I think so. that's what
0: I'm going to say. I think...
1: In my hot take, I'm going to say, in the first round, if the Lakers drop even one game... To the Blazers I feel like you're gonna we're gonna see like LeBron pull some stuff like he pulled in the 2018 finals he's gonna come out of the locker room with like a little cast on his arm and it'll be like uh you know I was injured so a little bit nagging injury you know bothering him that series you know it's a little bit of an excuse <laughs> so to fall excuses. Back on.
0: okay all right so we'll see you on Friday um we got Zach's new Mets podcast coming out soon I'm um, having a blog come out here at the end of the month Uh, Listen to Touch Icing every Thursday and new episodes of Too Many Men every Tuesday and Friday. So we'll see you next Friday. Enjoy the week of sports, and uh, we'll definitely have some more news for you next episode. So just enjoy everything that's going on, and we'll see you then.